Hey, 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 it's Todd Fox from Halos in the Infield. Have you ever thought of owning your own Amazon store? Amazon is making a killing nowadays. I've been hearing a lot of buzz about people making additional income through Amazon. And that's what we all need to do, especially with the price of gas soaring, food prices on the rise, and the economy taking a fall. So why not make some extra money? So there's this company I know about called Riley Ecom who can help you set your own store up without having to spend hours learning how to run it. They do everything for you. So if anyone is interested in knowing more about owning an Amazon store or has any questions at all, please call Jason at Riley Ecom at 562-455-7154. Tell him that Todd Fox sent you. Once again, that's 562-455-7154. Because who can use some easy money right now and some extra money? I know I can. How about you? Hey, 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 welcome into another episode of Halos in the Infield with your host, Todd Fox, and the other host of the show. The Lone Star Halo, also known as Fernando. Yes, Fernando Mendez checking in from it. Looks like Bucky's. What's going on in that picture behind you? Well, uh, I am currently at my new home state of Texas. All right. Uh, and since the man cave's not set up yet, um, I you know have a virtual background. So I decided to take the famous Bucky's, which many people have heard about, the world's you know largest gas station and all that fun stuff. We replaced the Bucky logo with the one and only handsome John Stamos. Oh yeah, and then we have Artie and Carol Moreno and their lovely puppet friend Roger Lodge. <laughs> he just oh, he burns the baseball. <laughs> oh, I wish John would grab my balls. So much positivity coming from that picture. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> this is just a page full of winners right here. Oh yeah. Hey, I mean, we can talk as much trash as we want, though, but this guy's worth a couple billion dollars, so. Oh, yeah, he's he's definitely profited on the Angels. That's for damn sure. <clears throat> so what are we going to get into for today's show? Uh, there's definitely a couple stuff to talk about in Angel Land. You know, for instance, we lost another series after just having a little bit of false hope because we won a series against a subpar Royal team. So we decided to lose three out of four against a subpar Rangers team. Nice. Um we will also talk a little bit about the trade deadline, some of the moves that have been made, and uh, address some other things that have been going on in uh, the Angel world. Okay, sounds good. But I think uh, <clears throat> talking with you earlier today, we had a couple things we wanted to address off the bat, though. Um, you want me to go first? or Okay. So, uh, look, yeah, the Angel fans have spoken over the last, uh, you know, last year when we had a brief riff uh, with Angel Central. And and so that went back and forth and the Angel fans are like, oh, we shouldn't fight each other and this and this and that. And I'm like, yeah, you know what? That's that's pretty much, we're here for the same cause. You know, despite the fact that a lot of people look at us and say, hey, you know, you guys are, are very critical of the Angels. I challenge you, like we said last week too, with Fernando said the same thing, go back to April and May and see how we were honking it up with the honks. We were, we were on board. Yes, we were skeptical, but we were on board praising these guys for doing their thing. And, you know, the Angels were winning and we were just as positive, okay? We were Magic Johnson about everything. So last year, uh, last year, um, we had a softball game, right? And we in, we invited a bunch of other podcasts to come on. A lot of people came on, a lot of Angel fans. It didn't matter how you viewed the Angels, how you talked about the Angels. We're just out there having fun. Rocks in the Outfield was there. 
Carl was super nice. Uh, what's it? Pete Soto was super nice. Couldn't be any nicer. Donated to the cause, bought more tacos when they didn't have to. We were giving them away for free. They're just nice guys. We had an established uh, uh, thing with Max right away, uh, head of the uh, Rocks in the Outfield. And we talked with them and, and they were all cool and everything was good. <clears throat> and they helped us and we helped them. And the first year ended and we did pretty good and everyone respected everybody. Everyone respected each other's boundaries. Now, I do know that there are going to be some things that we post that people don't like. They have two options. You can either keep scrolling and not worry about it or unsubscribe. And, and so the fans that stick around, that's fine. And they've, they've been very loyal to us. They have their loyal fans. Um, the things that like would get you upset is when people steal your stuff, like especially even if you have your logo on it, or if people talk trash. Now it's okay if you differ from our opinions and you say, "Hey, you know what? I don't know. I don't like the way that they are, that they do their trash bag thing, or they 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 insinuate to boo their fans." Okay, if you want to say, "I don't like how Angel fans boo," that's great. Just don't throw our name on it. Don't take our stuff and post it. So as I'm winding down, what I got to say about this, I'll just say this. So it happened the other day. We we posted a thing saying we you know we're we're encouraging those to take pictures of you in a trash bag at the Angel Stadium, and, and it's a chance to win a jersey. So it's a contest through our page, and the fact that we posted that someone from Rocks, which is Pete Soto, came on who we thought we had a good you know relationship with, came on and said, "Hey, you know what? <clears throat> I'm reposting this." These guys are clowns, you know, hey, this is how we're going to get back at them, sort of mocking us, right? And at first I got kind of mad because they put our logo up there. They took our thing. They put us on blast. Again, he could have just did that without the picture, without the logo, and that's his opinion. He's free to tweet, post, whatever he wants. The fact he did that kind of rubbed me the other way. Then the fact that Max, who I thought was cool too, jumped in on it and said, hey, you know what, quote, if I see any of those bags at the stadium, I'm going to snatch them off. Last thing I'm going to say about this, guys, I take the high road. You guys are really cool. I, you, know, you guys do your own Angels broadcasting, and like I said, to each his own. We don't always have to agree on everything. We do things different. You guys do things different. But it's clear that you guys have chose the honk side, and the honk side is fine if that's what you guys want to do, but we knew you as being real, and we knew you as being you know, out there and your own vibe. It's clear that you guys are doing interviews, and we're jealous. I'm, 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 you know, me and Fernando are the first ones to, to say we're jealous of the fact you guys got press passes and to go on the field. We'd love to do that too. And if you're bringing more attention to the Angels, kudos to you. But the problem I have is when you call us out like that, that's kind of messed up. Like we're not supposed to be like trampling on each other like that. We're supposed to be cool with each other. And, you know, Max especially, bro, like, if if you want to try, I, I'd li I would just like to see you try to snatch my paper bag off my head. That's all I'm trying to say. You, you might need a stool to reach up there because I'm pretty tall. But as far as, I mean, as far as Carl, and you know, I got no beef with Carl. Carl's cool as hell. Uh, Pete Soto, I'm kind of disappointed. Like I said, you can be as honkish as you want, man, but just keep your shots non-personal or non-to the page because that's where it affects us, man. If we were taking a shot at your the way you guys do things, it's a team and probably all you guys get offended. Same thing here. We work hard on this page. You take a shot at us, it's taking shot at everybody. That's all I got to say. Yeah, uh, and I'll try to keep mine you know, as brief as possible. Uh, really the thing that um, – say what you want about what they had said – you know, we've always tried to stay, like, on our side of the fence. We've always tried to respect them. I mean, going back to last year when the Angels drafted Braden Oltoff, 
you know, they said, hey, we're having an interview with Braden Oltop. And we had already had ours planned. I messaged Carl directly, sent him screenshots. I was like, hey, here's a proof. We're also supposed to message Braden. I will back off. Our page will back off out of respect for you if you want us to. Carl gave us a green light to keep doing it. But we offered. We could have easily undermined them. We could have beat them to the punch because we had the opportunity to do that. And we as a page decided not to do that. From the beginning, we've had nothing but respect for them. The respect was automatically granted on our end. What we take offense to is when, like you said, we feel like we're being directly attacked. And, you know, this is a David Ruth Goliath situation. Uh, every Angels page is an equal, in my opinion, right? Mm-hmm. We all essentially have the same audience. You know, I've seen our analytics. My guess is we have the same kind of audience base they do, the same age range. So I don't really view us as direct competition. I will agree 100% with you as what you said. We're extremely jealous of the fact that they get on-field credentials. Who wouldn't be, right? You know, yeah, you like to naturally daydream about, man, here's what I would do if I had the credentials. They said months ago on their show, and yeah, I'm not afraid to admit, I listen to Rocks in the I listen to almost all the Angels podcasts. Mm-hmm. If you travel as much as I do, you, and, and Todd, you know, you're busy, you're driving all the time for work. You know, you end up listening to the other podcasts. Yeah. It's not a hate thing. It's just because, hey, some other people bring some really good content. I'm not afraid to admit, hey, man, check out Rocks in the Outfield. They're a great show for what they offer. Check them out I, by all means. You know, the Halo Bros. Hell, you can even throw Dan Garcia in that mix. Fuck, if that's what you like, go ahead. It's there. The Angels fans are spoiled by tons of great content. Check out the other shows. But yeah. I'll definitely say, of course we're jealous. We would love the amount of access they have. Yeah, I look at the stuff and I'm like, dude, with the kind of access you do, why the hell are you doing that? Sure, that's what people naturally do. If your cousin has a day off of work or they're going on vacation and they go somewhere you don't like, of course you're like, why the hell would you go there, you idiot? Go somewhere better. Whatever. You know, that's just the stuff that people naturally do. But, um, yeah, I, I, I agree with you. Really what I was really offended by was like half of the people – on their posts were completely agreeing with us. Like, hey, you know, something's got to change. You know, ownership has to do something. This is a good way to send a message. And then there was the other people who were like, oh, yeah, these guys are hateful. They don't care about the team. But do you really think we don't care about the Angels? We don't get paid to cover this team. Yeah. Actually, our podcast, if you really combine everything we've put in, we're definitely in the red. Are we lucky because we've gotten to, you know, feed some minor leaguers because we've sold thousands of dollars worth of merchandise? Because we have sponsorship money coming in. Yeah, that stuff's great. We're so fortunate and thankful for all of that because of the support of the people who watch and listen and respond to our posts. But at the end of the day, even with that money that we've made, we are so far in the red. It's not funny. We do this because we like talking about the angels. There's literally zero benefit to us doing this podcast. Realistically, Financially, there's no benefit. We lose so much money out of this. We do this because Todd loves the Angels. I love the Angels. Randy, you know, when Chase was part of it, you name it, up and down, everyone here loves this organization and this team against our better judgment. <laughs> so, yeah, that's that, that's essentially what I have to say about it. I mean, you know, I, I'm holding my tongue. Naturally, whenever somebody barks up your tree, you kind of want to just be super prideful and be like, hey, yo, listen here, bitch. But yeah. no, I mean, I'm trying to bring myself down a little bit because there's no point. There's really no point having this feud. You guys stay on your side of the fence. We'll stay on ours. 
you know, though what you know what you said did trigger us. You know, I, I respect you guys for having the opinion you have. Stay on your side of the fence. We'll stay on ours. The same way you guys don't seek validation through interviews, which they said months ago. Coincidentally, after we booked Packing on for an interview, which they specifically called out, we don't seek validation through field access. That's our right, the same way it was theirs. But uh, yeah, but do you have anything else? <laughs> oh, good points. Uh, I'm just gonna say, like you know, like uh, the clowns thing that got got me. You know, it was a clowns thing in Max comments, like dude, like there's no need for that. You know, like they're gonna openly mock us. It's like okay, you know, then it's like well, we can fire back too. But then it's like I don't want to get into a back and forth. So just making our statements known tonight. It's like whatever. Um, but uh, you know. At the moment, yeah, we were kind of triggered because then it got a lot of people messaging us like, hey, you see what they did, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, yeah, this has been a fucked up season. Um, you can you can sugarcoat a turd, it's, but in the end of the day, it's still a turd. The Angels are playing like shit. If you guys need to be honkish to be on the field, that's fine. But we've done one thing and one thing only, and that's be ourselves. And when they win, we praise them. When they lose, we boo them. And, and we rip them when they need to be. And they needed to be ripped more than any other Angels team I've ever seen. So the fact that we're able to rip them and, and people still care and they still listen, that's why what my friend was talking about. We if we didn't want to rip them or be the way we are, you know, you know, people wouldn't appreciate what we do and we wouldn't appreciate their comments back. So we're not going to change, and it's okay. Like if you guys got to change and you guys got to be that way, we had our chance to get a field pass. To be honest with you, we've said this like millions of times. Hannah turned us down because like she didn't like the way we weren't honkish, but we don't yeah. change for that. Yeah, I mean, you know, and I told you privately through a phone call, if you guys go on some old Facebook groups, you'll see, scroll back like five or six years, I was a halo honk, complete halo honk. There were, the Angels could do no wrong. Arden Moreno, I was bowing down to this man. But the thing is, and Todd admitted too, a lot of Angels fans were, even he said he had some halo honk in him. He yep. used to listen to Roger Lodge every single day. Yep. I used to listen to Roger Lodge every single day. Because five or six years ago, this was still passable. Five or six years ago, we still kind of had a sense of direction. We didn't think that we were completely tailing off. I mean, you know, 2017, Trap was out the bulk of the year. You know, Eric Young Jr. rose up. And that team had a chance to make the playoffs. That team had some fight. I understood being a halo honk for that team because that team had, I think, the most comeback wins out of any major league team that year. They yeah. were the last team to get eliminated that year that didn't make the playoffs. They were like the bubble team, if you will. They're fun to watch. Exactly. This team is not fun to watch. This team is sad. And the last thing that I'll directly say to Max Air Jordan is this. You said that we shouldn't wear paper bags on our heads because we're not the Cincinnati Reds. You, sir, are correct. The Cincinnati Reds are a historic organization. They've won five world championships. We've won one. You go up to 100 baseball fans, I guarantee you most of those 100 fans could name five players on the 2002 team. But I guarantee you they could name half of the players on the Big Red Machine era days, right? They have a historic the amount of teams the Cincinnati Reds do. They were, I think, baseball's original team, actually. Big Red Machine. Exactly, yeah. Big Red Machine had tons of no, uh, notable players. And the other thing is the Cincinnati Reds have not lied to their fan base. You know what I mean? They don't spend tons of money, but they don't try to be anything they're not. The Angels 
hide every single year under this false promise that it's going to be different next year. And I'm tired of it. We're going to talk about it a little bit more when we dive into what's going to happen tomorrow during the trade deadline. But it's probably going to be the same thing it is every year. Mm. We're going to stand pat. We'll trade our guys who are, you know, leaving. Like Noah Syndergaard is a free agent after this year. So they'll trade him. You know, they'll trade anybody who's on a one-year deal typically. Mm-hmm. Like he and he last year. But this organization has not had a sense of direction in quite a while. The but, Cincinnati Reds have. They even made the playoffs in 2020. Yeah, in the last eight years, how many times have they made the playoffs? Like like three or four times? So in the time that we've been in a drought and not doing anything and supposedly being one of the highest payrolls, they've put together two teams and tore them down at the same time. You know, like they've made the postseason. They've, they've been in the central mix. So, you know... The Reds. Yeah, I'm looking it up right now. Yeah, the Reds right now, or the Reds have had a, a history, you know. So they had one of the best pitching staffs a couple of years back. So they've done it, dude. Last year they won 83 games. Yeah. In 2021, in 2020 they only won 31 games, but they were a playoff team. Say what you want, they still made the playoffs. 2019 wasn't very good. They only won 75 games. 2018, 67. Uh, but in 2013 they won 90 games. In 2012 they won 97. So, yeah, I mean, you know, in 2010, they won 91. So you see what I mean there? I mean, the Angels real haven't – they made the playoffs in 2009 and 2014, and that was really about it. Yeah, so they, they've been in the postseason more than we have in the last 10, 10 years. So you can't really compare us to them. If you want to try the Pirates, maybe. But yeah. <laughs> but not the Angels. Not the, not the Reds, I mean. So. Yeah, Enough- that's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. Enough with that. I think I think we made our points on that. Um, you want to jump into uh, what do you call it? Uh, what we're going to actually talk about? Some actual baseball on the field stuff. Yeah, I mean, do you really want to talk about how bad they did yet uh, this series against the Rangers? They won <laughs> one game. Well, it was the Renifo show. I think uh, you have a lot of people out there like saying, "Hey, has he?" And that's the thing. I was going to ask you, in your opinion, has he arrived? Do you think he's got it now, or do you want to see how he finishes the season first? Yeah, I need to see it for a sustainable period of time. We've seen Renjifo go off for about two uh, two weeks before. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know there's a lot of guys out there who really, really, really like Renjifo. And Renjifo's always been the guy who shows flashes. You know, uh, your, girl, your girl Val thinks that um, <laughs> that uh, he's the one of the best angels ever. My girl. He's been good his entire career, yeah. I say that sarcastically. Don't you give her to me. <laughs> Oh, Randy's girl. There you go. More like Randy's it. girl. <laughs> we'll change the lyrics to make it relevant for us. There you go. Um, you know, I, I'm, I'm with you there. Um, I, you know, he's been such a disappointment. Um, you know, I really felt he was going to be a guy that was going to turn it on and be, uh, you know, the second baseman we wanted, but he's gone up and down. Uh, you know, the 4A players being used a lot with the Angels, unfortunately, with hitters, especially through our uh, minor league system. So I thought he was already dead and gone. But uh, but no, he's showing flashes. And the one thing I do appreciate about him besides his hitting lately is he's been doing this, trying to get everyone together, trying to, like, do some sort of, yeah, some sort of type of uh, show emotion out there. And, Coming together. Yeah, and the, and the guys are freaking, you know, when he's getting those hits, they are reacting. So, um, you know, I just it's too it's way too little, too late. I think. Yeah, but you know, I, I can live with them, you know, trying to have some heart. That's that's what's been lacking this whole year. 
Yes. You know, it's funny. Last year we kept talking about like, oh, they need a fire, you know, Madden to spark up something in the team. Mm-hmm. Oh, they need a fight. Oh, they need this. Oh, they need that. It's funny. Everything that we wanted last year, they did this year, and it's not working. They fired Madden. There was a giant fight. None of that sparked the team at all. Yeah, absolutely. Uh <laughs> Last year, they, uh, you know, we wanted them to bring up some of the young guys to maybe pump in some young blood. That really hasn't helped this year. Well, it seems like when they do pump them up or bring them up, they they start them for a few games, then they start pinch hitting them, and then all of a sudden they're sent down. Like it, it boggles my mind how a guy like you're not allowing Stefanik to get in there every night. You're not letting McKinnon get in there every night. You've seen what Goslin's going to give you, Captain Jack, other guys like this. You know, to me, I mean, I don't want to see the same old song and dance of these guys. Let's try some new blood. That's why I think a lot of people were like, enough freaking Suzuki. What about Wallach? You know, what about giving Thice a few games, like 10 games, and see what he could do? Uh, we're not allowing these guys to get a full shot. I don't think a fair shot, you know. But then we're, we'll let Walsh strike out every night. We'll let Marsh strike out every night, you know. And we'll send up and call up and send down and send up or send down and call up Adele, but we won't send down Marsh once. I mean, yeah. those type of things boggle my mind, dude. Yeah, uh, real quick. So, I mean, Renjifo's a guy who's a career 232 hitter, okay? So let's not pretend like he's been anything stellar, okay? All of Famer, Val. Yeah, I don't want to hear anything about this. He's a consistent hitter. He's having a good year right now. I'll give it to you. He's batting 275 on the season. Mm-hmm. Keep in mind, he's only had 240 at-bats. He's had 861 at-bats in his career. He's got a 232 batting average, and his on-base percentage is only 300, which 300 is you know, pretty decent. But normally you want him to be like in a 380-400 situation, especially for a guy like him who's not a power hitter. You know, if if he hit like he like say for instance, all right, would you take these numbers if he played all season with us? Would you take like a two seventy nine, maybe six home runs, about fifty nine RBIs, and on base percentage of three ninety? I mean, you're basically describing David Fletcher, at least an ideal version of David Fletcher, and I like David Fletcher. Here's the thing: your team needs several David Fletchers. Yeah. Guys. I watched I watched the, a video. Um, I, I'm not a guy who watches a lot of like video game people on YouTube because that that's boring. But this guy did an interesting video where he had an entire team full of David Fletchers and he saw how many games they'd win. They didn't win as many as you think they would, but it's because David Fletcher is an average player. But at the end of the day, you need some average players, and that's where the Angels' issue has been. They've had this start and below scrub approach. Like, they've had Otani, Trout, and then the theoretical Rendon. And then they've had, a, like, two or three support players. You know, your Walsh, your, your Fletcher. And Walsh obviously doesn't even deserve to be up there that, this year. Mm. And then you've had 50 feet of crap. And then you've had Captain Jack, Phil Gosselin, you mm. know, Kurt Suzuki. You've had these just bottom-of-the-barrel guys who are just up there taking at-bats. Yeah, and that's the thing, too. I mean, like, I know what you mean. Like, uh, if you look at the Mets, you know, they got McEwing, a few of these other guys who are not – they're like Trey Turners, man. They're not going to blow you away with power, but they're they're very smart in the box. They'll take the walks. They'll work the counts. They'll get hits. They'll go first to third. Uh, they'll rip doubles. And that's all they're trying to do. They're not trying to swing for the fences. And I think, you know, the Angels have lost their way with the way that their mentality is, the way that they always want to swing for the fences, no matter who it is. Take violent swings in the box. They never shorten up uh, on and choke up on the bat. 
Um, you know, I wish it would just lay the bat on the ball and see what happens. You know, Flair went out to center field, uh, you know, tr try to poke it the other way. Uh, just get the barrel on the ball. And and we've been saying that all season. And like you said, if this team had more David Fletchers, it would help the front end of the lineup and the back. Yeah, unfortunately, that's just not how this organization typically works. And yeah. and it's it, it's a real bummer. I mean, it really is. I mean, it's it, it's getting so old, you know, to have this situation where, you know, don't worry, we're going to turn the corner and, you know, the uh, Super Halo Bros have been pretty uh, straight up lately, but they just had an episode where they had said that they think that they just have to stand pat, and they're like, oh, yeah, we think the Angels are going to ride the ship, and uh, you know they'll be fine next year. Mm -hmm. Do you legitimately think the Angels are going to magically get better overnight, Todd? You know, when guys come back healthy, do you think that's going to make the difference? No, because we've, like you said earlier, we've heard this before. You know, there there hasn't been a change in mentality. There's like my like like what you just said, and I'm tired of also the Angels uh, uh, brass saying, especially like your Patrick O'Neills and others that will say, "Well, hey, we're getting Trout back. That's like adding a free agent." No, because he's already been on the roster. You're not adding anybody just because they come off the freaking injured list. Yeah. It's just they came off the injured list. So Victor uh, Ross used to say that all the time. Yeah, we we need to freaking get an overhaul in the minor league system hitting-wise, scouting-wise, and then when it comes to the major league roster, we got to fill it in with guys who are, are going to be able to do the things that we were discussing as far as getting on base. We need these high-on-base guys. Yeah, uh, The swing-for-the-fence mentality has got to go. Because right now, look, let me ask you this question, though, real quick before we jump on. Yeah. Do you think Perry has solved the pitching issue at least? Do you think because do you think he's capable of fixing that completely? Define the pitching issue. Are we talking bullpen or are we talking starters? I'm talking starters for like, say, for instance, even if we lose Syndergaard, let's say, say, say if we were to lose Otani even. Do you, do you think going into the offseason, he's going to fix that rotation? He's going to fix that bullpen, both of them? You know, I, I will say this. I don't think we're super far away from our starting rotation being a very, very decent starting rotation. Okay. Because Perry Manazian already said we're not trading Shohei this year. He came out and said it. Honestly, he doesn't strike me as a guy who's going to come back on his ward. Mm -hmm. So we have him at least one more year before he elects free agency and he's gone and we got nothing because you know how the Angels roll. Um, we're probably going to lose Noah Syndergaard. I know we're probably going to talk a little bit about that right now. We talk about the trade deadline, so I'll, I'll reserve my opinions on that right now. Mm -hmm. So we're going to have to replace his spot. Reed Detmers, Patrick Sandoval. Honestly, I feel more comfortable about Reed since he went down to AAA, worked with Buddy, and then came up. Clearly, something changed in Reed Detmers because he's one of the best pitchers in baseball since he came back on like July sixth. Yeah. You know, we both like Patrick Sandoval. He just never gets any run support. Exactly. That right there gives you your first three guys. Pretty, you know, decent guys. Reed Demers, we know what he's capable of. I think Reed Demers is going to be a solid major leaguer. I don't think he's going to turn out to be a Dallas Braden who grows a beard and has to walk around looking like a hobo. <laughs> so, you know, to stay relevant. So <laughs> To stay relevant. <laughs> I like his tip jar, by the way. It's pretty good. <laughs> Does he have a tip jar? He has a tip jar. He said, I used to pitch for Oakland. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, people are like, yeah, you look like you used to pitch for Oakland. <laughs> yeah, I once threw a no-hitter. <laughs> yeah, they're like, did you used to work uh, Did you used to uh, work the corn dog cart at the festival? <laughs> at the fair there? Is that where they found you? 
the Turkish Bazaar. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So I don't think Reed Detmers is going to turn into that. I think he will be a solid major leaguer for how long. That's an interesting question, but that at least gives you three guys there. Mm-hmm. Is there anybody else who I'm missing that you know for sure next year you feel in your heart's going to be competitive in terms of the starting pitching? And I know I just said that I think we're closer than we ever have been. And I say that because when have we even had three surefire bets? Even like Otani the last couple of years has been, eh. you know, last year was great. And this year was like, okay, hey, he's proving that last year was not a fluke. I mean, you can look to the, the recent draftees. I mean, like okay. Bush and, and Silseth and, you know, uh, these guys can come through and, and give a shot in that rotation. They're going to be fighting for one. I, I think Silseth has got a re- very high ceiling. He's been up and down because of, you know, the, the uh, velocity or, you know, but uh, I think he's going to redefine his stuff over the offseason and into spring training. So I, I look for him to make a shot. And then Bush has been rising through the uh, through the ranks real fast. So He's been killing it in double A. Yeah, so he's only a step away. So, and you got our our boy Braden's been doing really good down there too. Uh, so he's he's got good numbers in Double A. So I think you know Perry's got, got the pitching on lock. It's where I want to see him change and try to fix things for the minors and for the major leagues. Is those hitters, man? I mean, yep. I think we've got the pitching to be competitive. You know, uh, to, to to really. Like I thought this year, to, to really get in the mix for the wild card, be one of those top wild card teams, even the bottom one. I just wanted to get in there and get our feet wet. And uh, but 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 uh, you know, gotta wait till next year. Yeah. Okay, so there's a lot of talk now, especially since they said they're not trading Otani, that, that an extension needs to happen. Okay. So I don't you and I have mutually agreed off off uh, air, and as is Randy, because you know he he talks a lot with you and I. Mm-hmm. But Shohei Otani is not going to sign here long term. There, there's, I, I, I think there's like a five percent chance he signs here long term, mm-hmm. right? I mean, it's pretty low. You agree? Oh yeah, absolutely. I think the only chance they have is to say, "Hey, we'll buy you out of your 2023 arbitration year, and you know, we'll give you a 2024 deal." So you know, you signed a two year extension. We'll give you twenty to thirty a year, and I think that's the best case scenario for the Angels, getting him to stay an additional year. So you already have him for 2023, and now you'll have him for 2024. Do you think there's any sign, any chance that he signs that deal? I think he'd have to see what the Angels do in the offseason first, if they restack or reload to his specifics, and then they have a good spring. And then the guy behind you uh, with the puppet on his hand right there. Already Roger? Yeah, and Roger. Uh, Roger? <laughs> you can see oh, wow. <laughs> it's the <laughs> You laid an egg. Wow, it's like you're like you're going to a candy machine. John, are these yours? <laughs> he wishes. Um, <laughs> but no, I, I think I think there's a very good chance it could happen because Artie sees the writing on the wall. The amount of people that come to see Shohei and the fact that he could do about 50 promotions a year just with Otani. He can come up with uh, Otani earmuffs. I mean, it, it, it doesn't matter. He can come up with the Otani tampon night. Dog sets. Yeah, there you go, and, and it'll work. So I think he's yeah, a- Riley Chris will be there for sure. <laughs> he knows he's a money maker. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. There's no uh, ifs, ands, or buts about it. Because mm-hmm. look, let me ask you this right now: If Otani's gone, can Trout still keep this team relevant in the eyes of the uh, baseball nation? I mean, he did for a long time, but can he do it now? Depends. Is he going to stay on the field or not? There you go. We don't know mm-hmm. that. 
Yeah, you know, I, I've already told you what my opinion on Trout is. I, I think, unfortunately, we're now at the stage of his career where he's going to give you about 120 to 130 games a year. Mm. It's sad to see, but it most likely is going to happen that way. Yeah, I mean, I don't think we're, we're, we're very far off the days of Mike Trout becoming a left fielder and soon becoming a first baseman. Golly, will that be a drop-off, man? Well, I mean, hey, you mean to tell me that Mike Trout DHing or playing first base isn't better than him being on the bench? True. I mean, if he's still mashing, obviously, you got to find a spot for him. I mean, it was a little weird to see Miggy at first, but, uh, hey, it happened. So, well, What did Miguel Cabrera used to play? Third base. He did? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, well, you're older than me. <laughs> oh, geez. Here we go. I remember him being a DH and a first baseman. No, nah, he used to play a pretty good third base. For the Marlins, huh? Yeah, for the Marlins and, and then for the Tigers for a bit, too. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's been on the Tigers as long as I can remember. I know he won the – I remember watching him beat the Yankees in the 2003 World Series with the Marlins. Well, that would have been him with us in 04, 05. So there, there could have been a chance he could have been with us long term. So who knows? Maybe that wouldn't have been – we wouldn't have needed Pujols if we got him. So that would have changed everything. The butterfly effect. Exactly. We'll never know. Yeah, right. Sorry, every time I get a Twitter notification, I keep looking at my phone. I'm like, who's getting traded? <laughs> yeah, there's there's been a lot of trades today. You want to, uh, you know, one really quick I want to jump into. Okay. Uh, which, Mitch, I don't know if you know, but who is the backup closer for the Brewers? Because I was shocked they traded Hader today. Oh, now they have Trevor Rogers, I think. So Trevor Rogers is going to move into the closing spot for them? I, yeah, I think they traded. That's who the Padres gave up. Yeah, Taylor Rogers is going to the Brewers. Robert Gassar, Estuary Ruiz, and Danielson Lamette. So and I, Lamette was good, but he hasn't been the same since he got injured. I think in like 2020, 2021. Lamette's a second baseman, right? No, he's a starting pitcher. Oh, starting pitcher. Oh, that's right. Lamette's the left-hander, right? A right-hander. A right-hander? I believe so. Oh, okay. Because okay, so so then Rodgers is an established closer because I'm not too familiar with the Padres. A lot of their players are pitchers. Yeah. So Lament is a righty. Okay, I was wrong on that. <laughs> yeah, it's okay. I don't know as much about, much about the Padres anymore either. I, know, I don't live there anymore, guys. I know. I know Croningworth is the guy I would like to have on the Angels, but uh, yeah, I always get him. I was trade for in the middle of the show. Because <laughs> I'm just amazed that the Brewers are not a third-place team. They're not a fourth-place team. They're sitting there in first place battling. I know they're not going to sign him back because he's going to want a pretty damn good contract now that he's finally hitting that you know max contract area. But uh, I was shocked for him to, to, uh, to go to the pods. Yeah, I mean, the Padres have always wanted him. They've always been linked up to Josh Hader. But Taylor Rogers, um, he's won, win, five losses, 4.35 ERA. So it's easy to see as to why the Padres didn't want him. True. He's done decent, though. He hasn't been a bad closer for them. But he's got was... 28 saves. Wow. That's pretty good, but I don't like that. He's got an Inglesias ERA, too. So that, that means they must bring him out in the ninth inning in a tie ball game. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh. So um, some of the moves today, uh, I'll go through them. Uh, let me know if you want me to stop at any of them because, you know, you want to talk about them. Go for it. So 
the Giants got Dixon Machado. No idea who that is. Nope. Um, Atlanta got Ehir Adrianza. Real Washington quick. acquired Trey Harris. Real quick, I will say though they they maxed up one of their guys today. Uh, was it um, their second baseman? The Atlanta Braves. They maxed him out today. Yeah, yeah. It, it wasn't uh, Dansby Swanson though. Yeah, it wasn't Swanson. That's who a lot of Angels fans want. Yeah, Dansby Swanson would be nice, but their second baseman was it Riley? Yes, Austin Riley. Yeah, yeah. He got like a two hundred and twelve million dollar contract. So yeah, he got a pretty big one. Yeah, he's locked in. So the Yankees got Scott Eforis, and the Cubs got Hayden Wisniewski. We already talked about the Josh Hader trade. Kansas City got Anthony Miss Iwikwis. What's with these freaking names? Notice <laughs> the Mariners got cash consideration, so that tells you everything you need to know right there. Mm-hmm. But we can't pronounce his name. The Rays got Garrett Clevenger, and the Dodgers got German Tapia. Her main Tapia, sorry. Okay. Um, here is a big one today. The Yankees got Frankie Montas from the Oakland A's. Like the Yankees need any more pitching. Yeah, and Lou Trevino. And Oakland got J.P. Spears, Ken Waldick, Waldichuk, <laughs> Luis Medina, and Cooper Bauman. People are just laughing their ass off and me trying to pronounce things. Those aren't high prospects either. No. Uh, big one here. Uh, Baltimore got a couple guys – uh, the Rays got Jose Siri, and then the Astros got Trey Mancini. Now, that was a big one. Trey Mancini uh, was a finalist, what, last year for the home run derby? Yes. <clears throat> and he should have He should have got uh, – For I'm not even going to get into it because the SBs don't matter anymore. They're, they're the crappy, shitty show. But uh, he should have got for um, most courageous player or bravery or something like that because, uh, you know, coming back from cancer, he battled that. And uh, fan favorite in Baltimore – Mancini was a player that I would love to be playing here, uh, but uh, damn it, he goes to the freaking Astros. Well, I mean, in all fairness, fan favorite in Baltimore doesn't mean much. It's like the only guy they know there. Well, yeah, they're bu- they're actually building something there, though. Yeah, exactly. Unlike us, <laughs> they don't have to wear paper bags. Exactly. They'll be good. They'll be good soon. <laughs> uh, Rays, Jeremy Walker, Giants got Ford Proctor. <laughs> These names, dude. Yeah, I know, right? Like, what, what John Proctor? I mean, what is this? The freaking uh, I, I, God? What was that called? Uh, the Salem Witch Trials. <laughs> there you go. Um, the Pirates got two guys in exchange for Jose Quintana, our old friend, going wow. to St. Louis. Isn't that crazy? They trade within division. That's how much the Pirates just don't give a shit. You know, they're like, you know, I mean, let's, help, let's help our rivals here. Who gives a shit? Yeah, yeah, who cares? Uh, big one there is when Christian Vasquez went to the Astros. That was pretty funny. Did you see him when he got pulled out? Yeah, he was so confused. Yeah, <laughs> he looked like a deer in headlights. Well, it's because he was just moving like 15 feet away. Oh, yeah, and you know those guys. Because they were playing the Red Sox. How awkward would that be? Like, bye. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. See you later. It's like a prank. Like you feel like you're pranking your team by putting on the other jersey, but no, it's for real. Yeah, exactly. He's just like, uh, it's a business. Mm-hmm. Um, Boston got Reese McGuire to replace Christian Vasquez. Reese McGuire, of course, formerly of the White Sox and the Blue Jays before that. Mm-hmm. The 
Kansas City Royals are getting Luke Weaver. The Arizona Denbacks are getting Emmanuel Rivera. And last, Tommy Pham is going to the Red Sox, and Cincinnati gets a player to be named later. Mm. Yeah, the Reds have been, you know, look, the Reds have been shedding. They they came out and said that they can't compete right now, and but then they'll get some dumb luck and they'll draft and they'll be good again. So, they we don't, don't, yeah, yeah. So, no need uh, to put the paper bags in your head either, Cincinnati. Yeah, they don't need to do that. So, we do. Yeah. And then, you know, and like I forgot, well, you actually forgot to mention we're not the only page that has adopted the paper bag. So it's not like us. And so, so if you're going to call us clowns, you got to call everybody clowns. Let's yeah. See, Halo Joe, what was the other one? Shortest Stop? Shortest Stop, yeah. Yeah, and there's uh, Angels Fans for Life on Facebook. They went to paper bags. So come on. Come on. Yeah. The Super Halo Bros. Yeah, they did too. I forgot about them. Yeah. So. Just like that that photo I'm going to post next time we lose. We should, probably won't be very long. Uh, <laughs> uh, it's the one that says, come and take it. You know, like kind of a spin on those other bumper stickers. Yeah. This is our version. <laughs> yeah. Come and take it. Where's your step stool? <laughs> anyway, but yeah. Um, so those are the moves that have been made right now. Obviously, by the time you're listening to this, or probably by the time you wake up, there's going to be a ton of other moves that have been made. Mm-hmm. So uh, we've been doing our very best to keep you guys updated and all that. Who's gone? So today's question of the day, I'm going to ask it to you because I want your opinion because obviously people are really going to be voicing theirs. Mm-hmm. Over, under, on the Angels making two moves today. Today. Okay, Syndergaard's absolutely yeah. a must. That's- yeah. Do you want me to even count that or no? Yeah, yes. Count that. Okay, well, I'll give you two more then. I'll give you I'll give you Syndergaard. Okay. And, and then uh, I'll so give – You're obviously taking the over. Yeah, I'm taking the over. Uh, and I think Suarez and, and, and Jaime go. Together or separate? Separate. You really think so, huh? Yeah, I think I think there's a, a lot of teams that see the value in Jaime. At least, at least the teams that do their homework. Okay. How about Red Hefo? You think he's a – I've seen his name starting to float around as, you know, like a dark horse, like people who, you know, should be paying attention to this guy. Well, yeah, like you were t- talking earlier. I mean, the Dodgers saw something in him, so. Yeah. Maybe. Yep, that was a good point made by uh, Rocks in the Outfield in their latest episode. Oh, oh, that's where it came from. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they said like, hey, well, obviously the Dodgers don't just pick scrubs, which is true. I mean, I hate the Dodgers as much as the next guy, but I'll tip my cap to the devil. They are very good at player development consistently, and they, they just keep doing it. It's a, it's an endless machine. Absolutely. And I got a curveball for you. Uh, yes or no on a team saying, hey, we can use Jared Walsh. Uh, I'm going to go with no. I don't think the Angels trade Jared Walsh unless they are really, really, really all in on David McKinnon. And I think it's more likely that they're, they would trade David McKinnon than they would Jared Walsh. Okay. Just because David McKinnon seems to only play first base, you know, or DH. Jared Walsh can DH, play first base, play the outfield, and he used to be a two-way player. True, true. Well, McKinnon was playing a little third there for a little while. Not the greatest. Yeah. A but... little. I mean, you know. Yeah. I mean, Luis Rodifo can play a little catcher. I mean, he wasn't Adele good over there at third base. but uh... <laughs> And how about Adele, man? Do we have any takers on Adele? 
Yeah, uh, Val loves Adele <laughs> as the stimulus. As the, there's, a, there's a lot of people who love Adele. Oh, yeah. He's but, well, uh, well loved. Yeah, the Adele fan club. <laughs> um, I don't know. I, I, I would say there's a market for Adele, but I mean, you know, the Angels would want something in exchange for Adele. I just don't know how many teams are out there who are willing to take that long-term project. Yeah, he's he's a rebuild. That's the unfortunate thing. I think you got to start with his defense and then work his confidence because uh, his confidence is shot, bro. I think the I think he could definitely benefit from a scenery change. Yeah, I just don't think that's going to be a situation that works out. I think that's going to be like. You trade Adele for another floundering prospect in another organization and hope they come up here and do better. I see that. I see that. That's what it's going to be. I don't think Joe Adele's a trade chip he was a year ago. Now that's, some people are going to call me an idiot, but I mean, we're talking about a guy who's what, a career 220 hitter? Say what you want about his potential. Everyone has potential. The girl you used to have a crush on had the potential. I don't mean that, you know, to you directly. I mean that, like, you know. To whoever yeah. listening. <laughs> I get you. No, and, and what's sad is he's got more errors than home runs right now, dude. And it's yeah. kind of it's kind of hard to make that many errors in the outfield, but he's been doing it. He's got a, he's batting a career two twelve, so yeah. that was close. Yeah, you're not he's got ten career homers. <sighs> Hit seven last year, right? Last year? No, he only had four. Only four. Okay. Four three three. Well, three four three. Sorry. And he's at 377 at bat, and he's got an on-base percentage of 263. Yeah, he's no longer a work in progress. Now it's like, can we salvage him? Yeah, like I said, I think the best-case scenario on the Adele sweepstakes is going to be trading him to somebody else. You know, if we can get something really good for him, then great. But if not, you're going to have to basically trade it for another failing prospect. Mm-hmm. We'll just have to see what happens. Okay, so you think Suarez, you think Syndergaard, and you think uh, Jaime, Jaime. Mm-hmm. Berea is gone. Mm-hmm. Okay. What about you? Syndergaard for sure. If they don't trade Syndergaard, I'm going to be angry. Not because I don't. I, I would love Noah Syndergaard to stay here, mm-hmm. but you got to trade something away. You know, they're going to stay under this false narrative that next year is going to be different because, you know, it's worked out every other year, so Ethel let's run it back. So with that being said, yeah, I mean, you have to trade what little pieces you're willing to part with. No, it's certain regard has to be a piece you're willing to part with. I agree. You can't. You know, no, I mean, what's the point? For what? So he can win you another two games? Yeah, it's not going to work out. If another team's going to give you a, you know, 20 to 30 range prospect, you know, somebody who's 20 or 30 in there, maybe two of them, because he's having a great year. And, I mean, let's face it, Noah Syndergaard right now is on borrow time. He hasn't gotten injured yet. I mean, he's had some small injuries, but he hasn't had any big getting shut downs. Mm-hmm. And that's really good. So maybe we're on borrow time. So let's let him go somewhere else. You know, hope he finishes the year off healthy. And if he does, then, hey, you know for a fact that he's at least less susceptible to injuries than he was before he came back from Tommy John. Absolutely. And then maybe you... You know, I hate to use the cliche thing that every other Angels page is saying. You look to bring him back this offseason because we say that every year and we hardly ever do. And that's taking a ginormous risk because I think yeah. 
I don't know if he's worked himself into a contract that's going to get him over $25 million a year, but I think I could see him get about like 15 to $17 million a year, a uh, four-year deal maybe. Uh, he's getting 21 right now. Yeah, I, I don't think he's going to top that, dude. I really don't. Um, I'd be comfortable giving him 20 a year. Yeah, I mean, like for us, but I mean, from another team, I don't think he's going to get that. So I would love to see him back too because I think he provides a lot of stability to that rotation. Uh, it's just if we can give him some run support, him and Sandoval, like you said earlier. So we'll see. Yeah, it, it, it's really rough because, I mean, here's the thing. With everyone saying, re-sign Otani, give him whatever he wants, give him a blank check, great. Artie Moreno does not go over the luxury tax. I'm tired of this false narrative about Artie Moreno being willing to go over the luxury tax for the right piece. What's the right piece? We've never seen it. All we ever do is hear about the fact that, you know, oh, for the right thing, he'll do it for the right person. But we've never seen it. I agree. Do you really think it's going to be any different this time if we're in a situation where, you know, um, we we really have an opportunity to get somebody? I mean, it, it hasn't happened yet. Like, what about in 2017 when we were right there? He didn't go over the luxury tax. Exactly. So that's why I don't think it's going to happen this time. So until we get a new owner or until he proves otherwise, we really can't trust what he's saying. Exactly. Yeah. What else you got on this for the docket, man? I mean, I, I, I don't really think there's too much to talk about, man. We didn't really talk about the Rangers series. I mean, there's not much to talk about. You said it was the Benhefo show. So let's talk about, I guess, the next series real quick. You know, let's talk let's, about Oakland. Yeah. Yeah. Let, let's let's look forward here. So, ooh, tomorrow, which is, I guess, today, so Tuesday, trade deadline day, they're wearing their City Connect jerseys. <gasps> and on Thursday. Wow. City Connect, no City Connect, City Connect. Wow. Now, are they yeah. going to bring any Ws out for that? All right. <laughs> Get ready. Get ready for my, for Rally Chris's predictions. All right. The Angels are playing Oakland. It was just my birthday. We're going to take one out of three one out against three. Oakland. <laughs> All right, that's my prediction. We're taking one out of three, and it's going to be Wednesday when we're not wearing the City Connects. <laughs> yeah, you know what? I, I have to agree. It's sort of like what the – I saw a few Angel fans – including this one guy, uh, he's he roots for anything L.A., so he came to uh, only his second Angel game of the year. He's been to a few Dodger games. And he, uh, uh No, Angel Baron or something, Bergeron. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, he, he came on uh, on Facebook and was like, he's like, man, I came here to the throwback uh, weekend, and the Angels are wearing red. Yep. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> who does? I mean, the PR was giving out those little tank top jerseys and all this other stuff, and for throwback, and they were doing throwback jumbotron stuff, and you would think for the four games against Texas, they would wear their throwbacks. Hannah, you gotta do better than that. Not gonna work here, sweetheart. <laughs> exactly. She's too busy worried about the snow globes and half Christmas. Hey, I mean that was that was a big that was a big event at the big A. Yeah, sure. hard to blame her there. Whoa. <laughs> But, yeah, I mean, if they bring out their jerseys, I mean, everyone obviously likes the City Connects, but the throwbacks are nice, too, and they dropped the ball in that crap. So yeah. I mean, they dropped the ball in the 60th, Todd. What do they do to celebrate the 60th anniversary? 
nothing. That's why we had to highlight it last year. Exactly. Yeah, and then this year, I mean, the 2002, they gave him one day. So. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's that was it. That was the mountaintop. Mm-hmm. One day. But we have four to ten things of Shohei. Yeah. I don't know. Well, you know, Roger loves Shohei. Exactly. Almost as much as he likes John Stamos. Ooh, that's close. You know, if we had a blind date or not the, not no, the match game or what was that one where they would like uh they they would have the uh, person sit down. There's like door number one. You have to ask a question to like three contestants. You know you're, that you're trying to date. You you get the answers you like, and then you pick that one. It's probably before my time. Whatever. It was a game show. It was a game <laughs> show. Deal or no deal? Maybe date, <laughs> game or love connection. I think it was love connection. So yeah, that sounds old. So if you have, <laughs> so if you let have me love, guess. Let me guess. They would talk through a landline. The no. <laughs> a little speaker on their mic. Anyway, uh, but if Roger Lodge was on the couch and he has to ask the contestants, I'd say instead of three, the two, who do you think he would go with? John Stamos or Shohei? What color is the couch? <laughs> it's like a red velvet. Okay, as long as it's not a black couch. We've seen those videos. <laughs> um, let's see. Who would he pick uh, in a dating game? Uh, I think he'd pick John Stamos. He wouldn't understand what Otani's saying, and he would like that. <laughs> You know, it was was Stephen A. Smith. He he doesn't speak English. He can't be the face of baseball. His work's not mine. It's the language barrier. You know, I was all for Otani and his pecs. Believe me, I wanted some Otani, but oh, that Stamos, that John Stamos. He has a way with words and with children. I mean, did I say that out loud? (laughs) And the other guy behind door number three just has a lisp. I like soup. (laughs) He sounds kind of like my boss. I don't like that guy too much unless I'm hanging from his balls and when it's payday. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> I think Roger makes a lot of money from that show. It makes me a little upset. He does, actually. And, he, and you forget about those paid promotional gigs that he does on the side, too, for them. So, What do you mean, paid pro- Oh, like, uh, oh, today we're here in uh, you know, the Honda and Catella. Yeah, we're doing a meet and greet down here at this pub. Yeah, right. Stuff like that. What do you think about John Stan? I'll show you, Tony. <laughs> hey, show me your honks. <laughs> Welcome to Rogers Mardi Gras. Show me your honks. <laughs> I'll throw you some beats to see some honks. <laughs> Welcome to Brewery X. <laughs> oh man, freaking Roger Lodge. Yeah. You know, we're, we're we're starting to turn into a show that doesn't really talk too much about the current Angels. We talk a lot about other Angels baseball, but I don't know. I mean, it's it's it's, it's a spin cycle on the washing machine. Just yeah, they they haven't changed what they've been doing. They've been doing the same shit for so long, you know. So we'll hey see. hey, that's not true. They put Shirley Otani back in leadoff for like three days. No, that's true. That's true. That yeah, is- that was my favorite. No, yeah, that was my favorite too. When he throws thirty pitches in the first inning, and then he has to go right back out there to hit. It's like, God damn, give him a break, man. Yeah, I don't, I, I, I don't know. I mean, hey, the one thing I'll say is, I mean, last year we were talking a lot about is it time to give Otani a day off? We haven't had that discussion yet because he didn't have the home run derby. Remember, after the home run derby last year, he just, I don't know, switched talent with somebody. He just started to suck. I was like Space Jam. Yeah, he fell off. <laughs> Big time, but uh, you know, just looking forward, 
like there's gonna be so much change in the offseason and as we go down the stretch i think september i'm looking forward to all the young guys coming up hopefully showing some flash seeing some guys maybe project out for last year maybe try to get third place again from texas i just don't see him winning too much but this offseason is gonna be crazy there's gonna you know we're definitely gonna see a huge change in the coaching staff and then we'll see what perry can do man this is his team, man, put your fucking stamp on this team. Yeah, Matt Wise getting promoted to manager. <laughs> Randy <laughs> likes winner. it actually. Does he actually like Matt Wise? I've never yeah, asked him a lot. Wise. He likes him a lot. Why? Well, he says he's a good leader, and you know he's yeah. gotten the pitching staff together. But I, I don't know if he's manager, you know, capable yet. I don't think he's much capable. He's not a very favorable guy on Angels Twitter or really Angels Instagram. Yeah. I know you don't you've never really been on Twitter. It's not your thing. It's what I've heard. What I've heard. Yeah. I know those <laughs> exist. Twitter? Reddit? What's yeah, Reddit? Oh, okay. No, you you're a Reddit guy, aren't you? Yeah, a little bit. Okay, yeah. Reddit's a wormhole, bro. <laughs> you go down the wrong wormhole. Next thing you know, it's been six hours and you're wondering you're hoping nobody looks at your history. Exactly. Oh, Oh my, oh my god! You can yeah, definitely right. see stuff you're not supposed to on there. Yeah, Todd likes to look at toe photos. He looks at right. celebrity feet photos. All right, so that's been the show. This is Aunt Hathaway's feet. <laughs> this has been the show. Uh, this is Roger Lodge signing off here. Oh well, take it away. You can sign off on my behalf. <laughs> Anything else, my friend? Uh, tune into our trade deadline show later. You're gonna be tuned, you're gonna be on for a little bit, right? What time are we starting that one? Uh, it'll be from twelve to three your time. Twelve to three, okay. Yeah, Dominic will be hosting, but you you're the one who has the program going, so you're gonna have to have it at least running. Yeah, you got it. You got it. All right, man. Well, that's it for me. Check out the trade deadline show tomorrow at twelve or today at twelve, however you're listening, and uh, go Angels. Viva Los Angelinos. There you go. <laughs> hey, it's Todd Fox here. Do you want a cash offer for your house? Fair price for your house buys homes no matter the condition of the home or circumstances. Whether you're getting a divorce, need extensive repairs, or behind on your payments, Fair Price for Your House will give you the cash offer within 24 hours of receiving your info and pay you out in as little as seven days. No agents, no commission, no hidden fees, and best of all, no obligation. So now I'm just thinking, what the heck are you waiting for? If you're interested in finding out what your house cash offer is, give them a call now. Get your free no-obligation cash offer. The number is 562-455-7154. Once again, it's 562-455-7154 and tell them Todd Fox sent you.